Bibles, open up with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 16. 1 Chronicles chapter 16. And um, this morning, I want to remind you, especially at this time of year, because my word, if you don't know what Thanksgiving is, if Thanksgiving was never intended for you to stuff your face and get so sick with eating so much turkey, you fall asleep and don't see who won the football game. Thanksgiving was given to a, is a holiday where we give thanks. So my message is entitled, Oh, Give Thanks. Oh, Give Thanks. And um, I am so glad we sang that song, Give Thanks with a Grateful Heart. We haven't sung that in a while. And uh, I'm glad we got to sing that and uh, bless my heart. And, uh, but let's look at 1 Chronicles 16 and verse 34. And it plainly says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. What a promise. What a promise God has made there. We have so much to be thankful for. We're, we, we need to be thankful for God's mercy. And that mercy came to us in the person of his son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus obtained God's mercy for us by dying on the cross for us. Oh, you know, the first thing we need to give thanks for this season is thank you, Lord, for my salvation. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Lord, that you saved me. Thank you, Lord, that you love me. Thank you, Lord, that your love covers a multitude of sins. Because, ah, my word, anybody here perfect? No. no. Did anybody here ever get angry? Oh, never. Nobody ever gets angry here, especially Hal. He's, he, he... <laughs> Nobody picked on him last week, so I promised him I would do it for him. <laughs> All right, that's enough, Hal. Um, <laughs> no, nobody ever does anything wrong, right? Nobody ever has a bad thought. Nobody got, drives down the street, gets cut off, and want, doesn't think about cutting off the person who cut you off. Nah, you never do that. Yeah, every day at work is just... Oh, perfect. The boss never ticks you off. The people you work with never get you upset. You know, because you're such a perfect little angel. No, that's what sin is. Sin is those things that get our eyes off of God. Sin is those things, those, those angry moments, those things that pull us, so, takes us to places we don't want to go. I mean, nobody here wants to get angry, right? You didn't wake up this morning and say, today I'm going to get so angry, I'm going to cuss somebody out. You didn't wake up that way, right? I mean, everybody here wants to wake up like Fred Rogers, right? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Everything is wonderful. <laughs> Tom Hanks, the movie came out this week. Tom Hanks said, this, he says, I'm nothing like Fred Rogers. He says, except that when I do wake up, I, I want to have a good day. He says, but Fred Rogers just had this way of looking at things. That was just so wonderful. I love the preview. Mr. Rogers is on the subway in Philly, 
because that's where they um, taped the show. And he's, he's, on, he's in the subway, and all of a sudden these kids look over, and they see it's Mr. Rogers. And they go, Mr. Rogers! And he's, he waves, and they all start singing his theme song. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And, uh, of course, Fred Rogers would have got a kick out of that. Most people don't know that Fred Rogers was a minister. He was an ordained minister. And uh, most people don't know that. Fred Rogers also was the idea of behind um, a groundbreaking show back in the 60s. That, and the lead character, which was never heard of, was an African-American woman. Groundbreaking show was his idea. And then, but because he loved kids so much, and his grandfather changed his life because of how he always showed him unconditional love. And he says, every child needs that. He went into... Um, um, children's broadcasting, and the rest is history. And today, you can see his legacy live on in Daniel's Tiger's neighborhood. You know, instead of having a show of make-believe, a little segment, it's all in the make land of make-believe. And uh, it's one of Bodie's favorite shows. He's always saying, can I watch Daniel Tiger? And so um, I always say, sure. But we need to be thankful did you ever thank God for your job? Well, I don't like my job that much, but aren't you glad you got a job that pays your bills? You might not. You know, I've worked jobs that I didn't like. And I had to tell myself what the scripture says. I've got to do this job as unto the Lord. And if I do it unto the, as unto the Lord, it's going to make it a little bit better. But I had a job when I was in college. I, there was parts of that job I could not stand. And, but I needed to pay my bills. I needed the income. So guess what? I, um, I was like the dwarves. I owe, I owe, so it's off to work I go. Isn't that what they sang? Oh, I know it's I ho, I ho, but really what they were saying was I owe, I owe, right? And that's why any of us go to work every day, right? We might have school loans that we have to pay, or we might want a nicer car, or wait a second, we didn't want to get kicked out of our apartment or uh, lose our house, so we go and we have to go make money. So did you ever thank God for the job you have? How about the food that you eat? How about the people that you're with, your friends? Aren't you grateful for your friends? My Some of your friends I know, you'd say, how in the world did I make friends with that person? You know what I mean? We all got that one friend, right? Kind of like we all have that one crazy uncle. I mean, we went ahead and elected him president, but um, <laughs> you gotta love Mr. Trump. You never know what's gonna come out of his mouth. I actually heard him say something the other day, and I was so thankful for, and I started praising God. He was he was having an off-cuff interview. He, it was his idea. All of a sudden, he called Fox and Friends. He called into the show like he used to do in the old days. And he started out as President Trump. By the time he ended the conversation, he was like his old self when he used to call in every week. He used to have a segment on the show. And he called in, and he was on there like 45 minutes. He just was going on and on and on. And he says, you know what? I was so mad at so-and-so, I almost got on there and tweeted about it. He says, but I've learned my lesson not to always say something. Thing. I said, mm. and I was going to call, and he says, I, and he almost called the guy a bad word. He says, I've learned 
my lesson. I don't need to say everything. I start going, praise God. You know what he did? He started, he, he has an office there where he has a bunch of ministers there trying to help him, pastors. And the other day, his pastor, she retired from her church and her son's now pastoring the church in Florida. So what did the president do? He brought his pastor in and now she's in an office down the hall from him so she can help him. Oh, but you hear all these things that he don't like, he, you know, he, he keeps, all this nonsense on the news, don't you wish the news would just get saved? Yeah. You know, don't you wish these people would just tell us the news and stop telling us their opinion? You know, maybe we, maybe some things would happen for us. I'm praying they have a bill in Congress that will lower our prescription drugs. Did you know that? Would lower the cost of our prescription drugs, but because they're so focused on nonsense, they're not passing it. It's got bipartisan report, support. Republicans and Democrats in both chambers want to pass this thing, and the president says, if you give it to me, I'll just sign it. Whatever you give me, I'll sign, because people are suffering out, out there because of high prescriptions. You know that there's people out there that can't buy their insulin? because they've raised the stupid price of it, and there's a bill to lower that cost? Oh, come on. So um, the president got tired of waiting, so now he's given certain states, if they ask him, the states have to ask the federal government, the FDA, and there's certain states now, you can buy your drugs directly from Canada, where they are cheaper. And uh, same, Here's the thing about Canada, and they're not subsidized. Same drug companies that we buy from here in the States, they're buying from, and it's a lot cheaper. It just blows my mind. Why is that? What is, why, why, why? So lower the prices. But you know what? I got to follow my advice. Not only do I, even though Congress is driving me up the wall that they're not doing anything for us, I have to thank God for those people and pray for them because the Bible says I need to pray for them. Because maybe if we prayed hard enough for all those congressmen and congresswomen, all those senators, if we prayed hard enough for them, maybe, and asked God to give them wisdom, maybe they would start focusing on what's important. So give thanks because give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever. And that means, by the way, do you know that sin in the Bible is actually singular? It's not sins, it's sin. Because as when God looks at sin, he, also, he says it all the same. But did you know that mercy in the Bible is plural? And you know, there's a verse in the Bible that says that God's mercy is new every morning and, and so this verse tells us his mercy endures forever that means that's that's forever and a day he doesn't stop being merciful to us he loves us and when we get saved it's by his grace because we can't do anything in our own strength we can't do we can't be good enough we can't give we can't do enough for charity um, 
to get ourselves saved. The only thing that gets us saved is by believing in Jesus Christ. And when we do, his grace, his grace and love covers all that sin. He forgives us all that sin. It's like he has separated that sin from our life as far as the east is from the west. I'm glad he said east from the west. You know, I can go and find the North Pole. I can go find the South Pole. But you know what? I can't find the East Pole, and I can't find the West Pole. Because when I think I've gotten all the way to the Far East, guess what? There's East still in front of me. And when I try to go out to the Old West, guess what? There's still West in front of me. I can't find the, that place where East and West is. Because if you're in China, we think China is East. But if you go to China, they're going to say, no, Europe is East. But if you want to find the North Pole and the South Pole, they can show it to us and they can take us there. <laughs> Admiral Perry decides he wanted to be the first person to go to the North Pole. So he got together an expedition, got some dogs, and they started going off to the North Pole. Now, unfortunately, I know the Perry family. Um, they, they're out in Maine, so I'm not surprised by this. <laughs> Admiral Perry was still asleep in his bunk, and his assistant, which was an African-American man, got up early in the morning because he couldn't sleep anymore. Did you ever have one of those mornings where you just can't sleep, and you get up early? So he got up, and he says, oh, I, I'm not staying in this tent with him snoring. So he got up, and he says, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm just going to go for a short walk and, and, and enjoy the morning. And he went for a short walk. Guess where he ended up walking to? North Pole. He actually was at the North Pole before Admiral Perry was at the North Pole. The only difference was Admiral Perry was a white person, and his assistant, brilliant man, was African-American. Well, when he gets back, and I'm not surprised because I know the Perry family, um, he took all the credit for it. Well, and his excuse was, well, he's my assistant. And I'm Admiral Perry. So I'm more famous than he is, so we just... And that was his excuse. And you know what? Can I say something about something? We judge everything from the day we live in. We, we, don't, we sometimes forget what the day was when those two men were alive. Okay? And... Admiral Perry should have done more of a job saying, this is my friend. See, we don't even know what his friend's name is. This is my friend. He's my, he's my good friend. And we discovered this together. But what did the newspapers do back then? Admiral Perry did it. Isn't that a shame? That's horrible. But we judge things from our day. We need to actually, history should be judged by the the time those people lived. It's like saying that all the ills that came to America is all Christopher Columbus's fault. No, if you study the, the times, Christopher Columbus came over here, it was the king of Spain's fault. So this week we're celebrating Thanksgiving. And the pilgrims and the Indians got together and somebody said to me, um, that um, 
The Native Americans thought that the first Thanksgiving was a going away pro party, that the pilgrims were gonna get on a boat and go back to Europe. No, that's not what it was. The pilgrims and the natives got together because they had a thankful heart. And we need to have a thankful heart. Can we back up to verse 31 in chapter 16? And, and verse 31 should be our attitude. First Chronicles 16, 31 says, Let the heavens rejoice, and let the earth be glad, and let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Shouldn't this be the attitude of our heart? That the Lord reigns in our life, that the Lord reigns in our church, that the Lord reigns in our family. Now this scripture will be fulfilled in the coming kingdom age. Now this is after Jesus comes back and establishes the kingdom here on earth for a thousand years and then the great white throne judgment, but this is when that's going to ha actually come to pass. But this attitude should be in the Christian's heart. I, was, I don't know if I was on Facebook or if it was um, something I got in an email, but the question was asked, have you made Jesus a member of your church? Have you made Jesus a member of your church? And I thought about that um, yesterday. And when I first read that, I said, he better be. If he's not, we're in big trouble. Because <laughs> unless the Lord builds the house, right? The builders build in vain. And so we need to have the Lord be um, the head of our church. He needs to be the member that we have. Um, number one member in the church. And then verse 32 says, we should rejoice in the Lord. Listen to it. Look at what verse 32 says. Let the sea roar in all its fullness. Let the field rejoice in all that is in it. Oh, my word. How can we not rejoice <clears throat> when we're worshiping the Lord? Oh, my do you remember when Jesus was coming into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday? Remember the story? Uh, Jesus tells his disciples, go over here, and uh, there's going to be um, a cult there that's never been ridden. I want you to bring it here um, because I need it, need it. And so they go get it, and they bring it over there. They throw some, some of their coats on the back of the cult. And this, now this thing has never been read, ridden, right? So you, you, you've, we've all watched the Westerns when it's time to break the horses. And uh, um, we would get Al on the back of a horse to break it. And uh, uh, <laughs> Al's insides would be jarred all over the place as he's trying to ride that horse and hang on. And Marion would be going, oh no, get him off of there. And, and, um, <laughs> and then she'd go, wow, look at my man go. And um, all of a sudden the horse gets nice and docile and starts walking around and we all cheer, Al, you're the greatest cowboy ever. You didn't even fall off and you got that horse to do it. You Anyway, well, this, this little cult didn't do that. This little donkey, this baby donkey didn't do that. Jesus got on and he just rode, because it's God. You know, God gets on your back. Um, you kind of get docile. Your peace is going to come. And Jesus looked at the donkey. The peace came over the donkey. He gets on his back and he just rides it in town. Well, everybody goes nuts in worship. Well, that's what some people have described us Pentecostals as. 
when we worship. You're all bouncing off the walls! You know what? There's nothing wrong with it. Isn't life hard enough? Man, sometimes it'd be nice just to have a place where you can blow off some steam. Where you can shout and glorify God and feel his goodness. Get your batteries recharged. That's what church is all supposed to be about. That's what singing time is supposed to be all about. Well, everybody's, Hosanna, Hosanna! Here comes the Son of David. Praise the Lord. They're all having this great time. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you know, like I've said this before, every party has party poopers. I'm sure that when they celebrated Sharon's birthday yesterday at her place, there was at least one party pooper was upset that it wasn't their birthday and Sharon was birthday it was. Well, it's just how it is. And so the Sadducees and Pharisees, oh, you better calm your disciples down. Calm these people down. Tell them to stop. And Jesus says, if they don't, the very rocks are going to cry out. Let me ask you a question. Should we let the, the rocks do our job? I mean, if the rocks had that, if they had quieted down, the rocks would have started crying out. That would have been the very first rock concert. <laughs> we need to get excited. We should roar more, louder than the sea. Oh, give thanks. Oh, here's something else we can give thanks about. Oh, give thanks. Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. Look at what verse 33 says. Then the trees of the woods shall rejoice before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. Folks, this is going to take, again, this is going to take place in the coming kingdom age. Jesus has not come to judge us yet, has he? But there's a day when the white throne judgment's going to happen. We better have decided that we asked Jesus into our heart before then. Because at the great white throne judgment, Jesus is going to separate the sheep from the goats. The sheep people, the sheep nations are all those who got saved. The goats are those who rejected Christ. And then he's going to say to the, those on his those who are the sheep, come on in. Come on in to your rest. And then he's going to look at the goats and he's going to say, um, depart from me, I never knew you, and go off into eternity of judgment. You know, it's going to break our hearts to see that. And let me tell you something. I'm sure it's going to break God's heart too. Because he never, he says in the scripture, I never intended hell to be for people. I intended it for the devil and his angels, the devil's angels, and the devil's demons. I intended it for them. I never intended it for people. But we choose to go there when we reject Jesus Christ. And so Jesus died for all. He says, come unto me, those who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's here with his arm. How much did God love you? As far as one hand to the other as it was stretched out and nailed to the cross. 1 Chronicles 16.35 says, And say, save us, O God of our salvation. Gather us together and deliver us from the Gentiles to give thanks to your holy name. To triumph. To triumph. Oh my word, you want to have some victory? To triumph in your praise. Triumph in your praise. Salvation. 
Salvation is only found in the finished work of the cross. Cry out to Christ Jesus and say, Save me, Lord, save me. He, Jesus, will gather you into his family and deliver you from <laughs> the heathen. In other words, the bad influencers. And give you eternal life. Oh my word, folks. Can we be careful what we're looking at online and when we watch TV and the movies we watch? Why allow the bad influencers to have more influence over our lives than Jesus Christ? Come on. Oh, give thanks this week that Jesus made a way for us to be saved. Amen. First Chronicles 16.36 says, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. And all the people said amen and praise the Lord. Can we say amen this morning and praise him? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Being thankful is important in our walk in the Lord. It really is. Um, we, were, we were discussing this in Awana the other day. We, we have a little friend who, Alice, and she comes every week, and Alice has not been saved that long, and she's, she's having a hard time, and Timey's been trying to teach Alice the ways of the Lord. And, and this week, Timey was... Timey had to straighten Alice out because Alice thought, oh, I have nothing to worry about anymore. It doesn't matter if I sin or not. And Timey said to Alice, I can't believe you said that. And um, Alice came to a position um, in talking to, to Timey that she wasn't thankful enough. And if she was more thankful, she wouldn't do the sin, grieve God by sinning. And she says, I need to learn more, be more thankful. And then she says to Timey, can you help me learn how to do that? Of course, Timey said, of course I can. My word, folks, if a puppet can figure that out. <laughs> That's who Alice is. She's a puppet. She's a little girl puppet. And uh, um, the kids just love her. You should hear how quiet it gets when Alice comes out. And... Uh, it's so much fun. She's got little pigtails and a little dress, and she puts her legs up on the windowsill and, and talks, to the, talks with the kids. And then she always reminds all the little girls that in the place, Alice is not the prettiest thing in the world, but she always reminds all the little girls in the place that they're all beautiful. It's really cool. She always ends that way. And remember, you're beautiful. And of course, she introduced herself again by saying she was beautiful. And of course, that always gets everybody to laugh because it's Alice. Anyway. But Philippians talks about how important it is to be thankful in our walk in the Lord. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your request be known to God you know how you overcome anxiety not with Xanax <laughs> you know how you overcome anxiety do you know anxiety causes depression did you know that I'm not up here to preach um, psychology. I'm wanting to preach the Word of God to tell you how you can have victory over it because they don't tell you this because they don't study the Word of God. You know how you overcome anxiety? 
is with prayer and thankfulness. Prayer and th if you start being thankful, even for the stuff that's causing you to be anxious, guess what? You're not going to be anxious about it no more. Oh, that's just a how, how, what, what? I had a guy in my church in Kansas. Whatever caused his anxiety to cause his severe depression, horrible depression, he couldn't even get up and go to work. He was top salesman in his field. And could talk your ear off, but he got such depression, he couldn't talk to anybody, he wouldn't leave the house, he, he wouldn't get out of bed. So his wife discovered, wait a second, something's got to set him free, the doctors aren't helping much, all this talking he's doing is not helping him much. So all of a sudden she decided, she's found scriptures like this, she recorded all the psalms, all the psalms, and she put it on tape, Tape. For those people who don't know, tape was these little cassettes that, <laughs> you know, today, yeah, today you, um, uh, oh man, I, I can't even say you don't put it on your iPod. You know, it went from tapes to iPod to on your phone, you know. And, but she recorded it all. And he listened to it over and over. And the more he listened to the sounds, because David got depressed. If you read some of those Psalms, boy, he got depressed, but he turned to the Lord. And the more he listened to those Psalms, guess what? He started coming out of his depression. And the more he started, then he started reading the Psalms along with her while she was reading it. And he was getting it inside. Guess what? All of a sudden he got set free, delivered from his deep, horrible depression. And he got set free, and he's never needed medication since. Um, of course, Brother Maine's probably in heaven by now. But, because um, that's, I've been here now 17 years. 17 years, my word. Um, and, uh, but God set him free. So overcome your anxiety with prayer and thankfulness. The other things, Paul says, be anxious for nothing. I'm going to say something controversial. You'll, you don't hear too often. You know what that means you need to do? Be anxious for nothing. If you're being anxious, repent of it. Say, Lord, I'm sorry for being anxious. I'm sorry that I haven't been trusting you with this mess. Whatever's causing you to be anxious. I mean, there's people here that in the last few months, they had everything in the world. I wouldn't have blamed them for being anxious. But you know, when you put it in God's hands and, let, and trust Him to take care of it, guess what? You don't get that anxious feeling. And so what you do is you say, I'm sorry, Lord, that I've been anxious over this thing. I haven't turned this over to you that I've been worrying about it because I shouldn't be worrying about this thing. It's all in your hands. You're, you, you can handle it. You're better than, you already got it solved. You already died on the cross. You carried that on the cross for me. And so, Lord, I thank you that you have the solution to this mess. And so if we were repent, you know what repent means? All it is is a 188 degree turn. I'm going in this direction. I'm, going to, I'm repenting of going towards the table. So I just turn around and I walk this way. That's all repent means is changing the direction that you're going in. Changing your mindsets. Changing your heart. What your heart is dwelling on. And Philippians 4.6 says it will cause you to, to rejoice. Be anxious for nothing but in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known 
to God. And the, if you go on to the next verse, it also tells you, you will have peace. Let me run over there real quick, because I forgot to put it up on the board. I should have done that for you, for those who don't have their Bibles here today. Let me run over to Philippians quick. I want to read that to you. I think somebody here needs to hear this. I think that's why the Lord's got me stuck on it for a second here. Philippians 4 and verse 7 says, and this is the answer. When you take these things and you take it in prayer and you're thankful, verse 7 says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. And that means you can't understand how you have peace. <laughs> There's no reason I should have peace about this thing at all. That's what it's saying here. Because it's, which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Do you want somebody, God will actually guard your heart and mind from all the mess. And some of you, I can't imagine, some of you might be going through things that I can't even imagine. You look like Eric got everything together on the outside and on the inside. Man, you're just in tears. And I don't know what has caused it to happen to you, but God says, if you give it to me, I will give you, I'll trade you what you got, and I'll trade you for what I got, and what you got, I'll carry, and I'll give you my peace. That's something pretty good, that's a pretty good trade, huh? Um, Colossians 4.2 says, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Sometimes we don't get our prayers answered right away. But, he's, but Paul's saying to us here, continue earnestly. Just keep bugging them. Keep bugging them. Keep bugging them about it. And be vigilant. Don't give up. And do it with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, you got the answer to my prayer. Thank you, Lord, that you got the answer. Thank you, Lord, that the answer is right around the corner. Thank you, Lord. You know, Jesus told the story about a, a widow lady. She had two sons. And the unjust judge wouldn't help her out. Her boys, he was going to sell her boys into slavery. And the unjust judge didn't care. But you know what that widow did? She was vigilant. She kept on after him. She kept on pestering him until he couldn't stand it. Get this woman! Just let her boys go! Get this woman out of here! I can't stand it anymore! That's where Ben Franklin wrote... The squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's where that comes from, from that story. You know what? It's okay to be a squeaky wheel to God. It's okay to keep bugging him with it. Oh, no, no, I don't want to bug. Lord, you're so... Hollywood is... Remember the old Hollywood show, the TV shows, where the kid would say, Lord, I know you're so busy. I'm sorry to be bugging you. He don't care if you bug him. Go ahead, bug him. Bug him night and day. By the way, God doesn't sleep, so you're not bugging him. He, don't, he doesn't take a break. He's happy to hear from you. That's why Jesus died, so you can have a relationship with him. Uh, he's that happy father that wants to hear from his kids. So be thankful in your prayers. And let us be thankful again for Jesus Christ for our salvations. For 2 Corinthians 4, 1 says, Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. That's a thankful attitude. We're not going to lose heart since we got this ministry. 
Oh, my word. We can never get, oh, Brother Hal, if you weren't here, I don't know what would happen to this church. This church probably would have to close its doors. What? (laughs) What? No. The Bible says don't lose heart. (laughs) Therefore, since we have received this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. And we're going to be thankful and we're going to praise God and we're going to continue on and we're going to do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which was our Awana verse this week. And every one of the kids learned it before they left. Romans 5, 8 says is another reason why we need to be thankful. I talked about it at the very beginning. But God demonstrated his own love toward us. And while we were still sinners, while we were still God's enemy, while we didn't know God, why we didn't even think about wanting to have God, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Before we were even, our parents even know they were going to have us, Jesus died for us. And you know what? The Bible says that Jesus counted it all joy when he hung on the cross. I mean, he's going through this whole horrible suffering and pain and all this stuff that he's going through. And Jesus is going ahead and saying, I'm counting it all joy. Why? Because when he looked down the cro- from the cross, he saw your face. He says, oh, there's that one I love. There's that one I love. He saw your face. He says, it's worth it all to die for you. And then Romans 1.16, this is another reason why I'm thankful this Thanksgiving. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Hallelujah. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? So the entirety of this sermon, the entirety of this sermon... The entirety of what we were reading in um, 1 Chronicles 16 um, can be summed up with the great phrase of 1 Chronicles 16.25, For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. Can we say amen? Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for this word this morning. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you died for us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you saved us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've forgiven us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have made us a home in heaven with you. Oh, Lord, we have so much to be thankful for. And Lord, we thank you for all of our blessings that we have received. Thank you, Lord, for our jobs. We even thank you for our boss. (laughs) We thank you, Lord, for the car we drive. We thank you, Lord, for the home we have, be it in a trailer or a house or an apartment. We thank you for it. We thank you, Lord, even if we have to share it with roommates. We thank you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, if we do share it with a roommate, we even thank you for the roommate, Lord, even though they sometimes... Drive us up the wall. But we thank you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for so many things. Lord, truly help us to be thankful. Lord, there's some here that are going through things, Lord, 
Lord, give them your peace and carry it for them. And Lord, we ask you to deliver them from the trials they're going through. And we thank you, Jesus, you carried it all on the cross for them. And so, Lord, we love you. And we are thankful to you for your love for us. While we all have our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I just want to ask, if you're not saved today, would you like to know Jesus as your Savior? Just lift up your hand. I want to pray for you. We're not going to embarrass you. If you want Jesus as your Savior, just lift up your hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. For those who are listening at home, I can't see your hands. So I'm going to assume there's a bunch of people out there on our podcast. So let us pray. Pray this prayer with me. And if you mean it, God's going to do something in your heart. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me, Lord, for all my sin. Thank you that you died on the cross for me and you rose from the dead. Lord, thank you that you set me free. Lord, take my anxiety. Lord, take all my worries. And thank you, you thank you, Lord that you carried him on the cross and you said, it is finished. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to live for you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. You've been made a new creation in Christ. You're now a child of God and you're part of the family. Isn't that good news? Part of the family, and God loves you. And what I want you to do, I hope you're still running the podcast, what I want you to do is get, your, get a Bible, read the book of John right away. And then the other thing, before you even get, your, get a Bible and start reading the book of John, because that's going to tell you so much about Jesus and how much he loves you, what I want you to do is you need to tell somebody what you did today. Because... Uh, we are saved by the, 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 our testimony. We overcome by our, the, the word of our testimony. So just tell somebody, I asked Jesus into my heart. And if they look at you goofy, don't worry about it. You know, because they probably were looking at you goofy before that. And so just tell them, I asked Jesus into my heart. And uh, boy, because the devil won't like that because you need to tell somebody to confirm with your mouth. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. What a wonderful day. Um.